Let's pray. We're going to jump right into the message. Uh, Heavenly Father, bless us, Lord, as we open your word. We pray that you would give us conviction, that your spirit would speak to us. We ask this in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Let everyone say amen. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, uh, the Bible tells us that God would create man in his image and in his likeness. The Bible tells us uh, in verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him male and female created he them. The Bible here lets us know that when God created man, he created man to look like himself. And we're not talking about the physical attributes necessarily. We're talking about character-wise. Man was made to reflect the image of God. Man was made to be holy like God. In fact, Leviticus 20 verse 7 lays out this principle. There it says, sanctify yourselves therefore and be ye holy for I am the Lord your God. Since God is holy and he made man in his image, man was to be holy as God was holy. And so this principle of man reflecting the image of God basically pointed to the fact that man was to be holy as God. And the way man was to remain holy was to ever keep his eyes on God. God was to be his example. And so what we find is the sad account of the fall of man in Genesis chapter 3. We're going to notice something very specific here. Because in Genesis 3, verse 1, the Bible says, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die, for God does know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. I want you to notice what the serpent does here. The first thing he must do to affect the character of mankind, of Adam and Eve, is he must change the picture of God that they have. He must change their view of God. And as soon as he says to them, hey, God is up to something sneaky. God is trying to get the best of you. He's trying to outsmart you. As soon as he was able to have Eve receive that picture of God in her mind, then it did something to her character. Once she saw God as corrupt and trying to get one over on her, she then became like the God she was now falsely viewing. In changing the picture of God, Satan was able to affect the character of Eve and then of Adam. And so we find that God was not going to leave man with this false picture. In Genesis 3.15, the Bible tells us there, God speaking says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed. 
It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. This is the promise, the very first promise given that God would send this seed or his son into the world to show mankind, to show the world a picture of holiness. The coming of the Messiah would reveal the character of God. And so the Bible tells us in Genesis, I'm sorry, in John 3.16, the most known verse in the Bible, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God gave his son to the world to reveal the picture of who he is. We find this stated over and over again in the New Testament. For example, in the book of Hebrews chapter one, God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. Jesus Christ was the express image of his father. He was the picture of his father. We find again in Colossians chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, speaking of Jesus, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. We find it again in Colossians 3, verse 9 and 10. Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which is renewed in, the, in knowledge after the image of him that created him. So I want you to get the point here, and I want you to just give me a one if you're following so far, that God sent his son into the world to present to the world a picture of holiness, a picture that man could behold, which would once again lead him back to holiness. If that makes sense, just give me a one. Yes, pastor, we're following you. We're on the same page. Second Corinthians chapter four and verse three, the Bible says, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So I want you to catch what Satan is trying to do here. Satan realizes that Christ is the perfect picture of God, and that as we behold Christ, in fact, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, the Bible says, now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of Christ. So watch this. When God made man, he made him in his image. He made man holy. He made himself an example. As long as man beheld God, kept his eyes on God, he would be holy as God was holy. So what does Satan do? He comes in, speaks to Eve, and changes the picture of God in her mind. Once she sees God in this unflattering light, she herself becomes what she sees. She reaches for that fruit eats it, and in so doing, her character is changed. God steps in. He says, I am going to redeem man by sending my son the perfect image or picture of who I am. So he sends his son into the world, and the Bible tells us that by beholding this picture, we will become changed into the image of the very one that created us. So what is Satan trying to do? He is trying to blind us to this image. He's trying to blind us to this picture. 
Notice again the plan of God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestine to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestine, them he also called. And whom he called, them also he justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. The purpose of sending his son into the world was so that man could behold that image and be changed. Prophetically speaking, the book of Daniel chapter 9 reveals this 70-week prophecy that pointed forward to the coming of Jesus. We might say it this way. The 70-week prophecy pointed forward to the photograph of holiness. That photograph of holiness would be none other than Jesus Christ. He is the picture and the image of his father. Well, I want you to notice with me the book of Revelation chapter 12, reading from verse 1. The Bible says, There appeared a great wonder in heaven, and a woman clothed in the, with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. So I'm going to ask you a question here. Why do you think the dragon is standing before the woman to devour the child? What does he not want? Why is he standing before this woman to devour the child? Come on, I'm waiting for your answer. I want to see if you are following me. He's trying to destroy something. What is he trying to destroy? He is attempting to destroy the image of God, the picture of God. If you got that point, just give me a one, give me a thumbs up, Pastor, we are following you. He wanted to destroy the picture of God so that man would not have a picture or an image of holiness whereby their characters could be changed and transformed. So the Bible tells us that he failed. Because the Bible says in verse 5, she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So we know that Jesus came into the world. He lived that holy life. He was the perfect representation of his father. He then died, was buried, resurrected, and ascended to heaven. Done deal. The picture is done. Satan could not destroy the picture. He could not beat Jesus. So then, if he could not beat Jesus, he had to move to the next option. And what was that next option? Let me say it simply. If you can't beat him, Photoshop him. Yes, yes, yes. Let me say it again. If you can't beat him, Photoshop him. Pastor, what are you saying? Photoshop Jesus. What do you mean? What I'm saying is present a different Jesus. Photoshop him. Make him look like something he is not. Let me break it down for you. You see, right after Revelation chapter 12, verse 5, the Bible says in verse 6, and the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. The dragon now is going after the woman. 
Why is he going after the woman? He's going after the woman because he knows that the woman was beholding Jesus and being transformed into that character. So the question I have is, how does he go after the woman? What is he trying to do? Listen, guys. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know how he's trying to go after the woman? The same way he went after the first woman. Change the picture of God. Change the picture of God. Listen, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. The Bible says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. In other words, what we're going to see is that over a period of 1,260 years, Satan would attempt to Photoshop Jesus. Satan would attempt to paint a picture of a Jesus that is not really Jesus. Remember, remember, in heaven, the Bible says of Lucifer, how art thou fallen, O heaven, oh, from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Satan would put himself in the place of the most high and thus create a picture of Jesus that is not real, that is not true. And so when we talk about a photoshopped Jesus, let me introduce you to that photoshopped Jesus. In Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, the Bible speaks of this power that would speak great words against the Most High and wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws and they shall be given into his hand until a time, times, dividing of times. Let me break this down for you, beloved. Satan began to Photoshop Jesus. Create a version of Jesus that was not true, that was not biblical. What are you saying, pastor? Satan created a Jesus, a persecuting Jesus. A Jesus who persecuted those who did not accept him. Satan created a Jesus who could not be approached so that you had to go through priests and through popes in order to pray to him. Satan created a photoshopped Jesus who required money in exchange for forgiveness. Satan created a photoshopped Jesus who sent sinners to purgatory or burned them in hell forever and ever. This was the photoshopped Jesus that was pushed upon the world for 1,260 years. If you follow what I'm saying, just give me a one. Pastor, we are tracking with you. We have seen, we know about this photoshopped Jesus. You see, beloved, it was this photoshopped Jesus that led so-called Christians to do the very same thing that they thought their Jesus was. So if Jesus persecutes, it's all right to persecute. 
If Jesus is one that charges money for forgiveness of sins, it's all right for us to do this. In other words, they had to Photoshop Jesus, Satan Photoshopped Jesus in a way that led to the very people who beheld this Jesus becoming just like this Photoshopped Jesus. Instead of a people becoming holy, you had a people becoming corrupt, just like the corrupt image of Jesus that had been pushed upon people for 1,260 years. The result of this Photoshop Jesus, by the way, the one Photoshopping this picture of Jesus is known as the first beast in Revelation chapter 13, the beast that rises up out of the sea. This was the power that photoshopped Jesus for 1,260 years. And the result of this photoshopped Jesus is seen in Revelation chapter 11, verses 3 onward. Because the Bible says there, the Bible says there, uh, uh, God speaking prophetically, I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. Who were those two witnesses prophesying for one thousand two hundred and sixty days? Well, we know that that time period is the same time period that this fake, fake, false photoshopped picture of Jesus is being promoted. So who were these two witnesses? The Bible says they're the two olive trees and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the whole earth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceeded out of their mouth and devour their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. Notice this. These have power to shut heaven that it rain not in the days of their prophecy. This is exactly what Elijah did and power over water to turn them to blood. This is exactly what Moses did. These two prophets symbolically represent Moses who represented the law and Elijah who represented the prophets, the law and the prophets, the word of God. The word of God was set aside. The, listen to me, guys. The word of God that testifies of Jesus, that reveals the character of Jesus was set aside so that a photoshopped version could be pushed upon the world. And the result of this was what culminated in the French Revolution. The French Revolution, beloved, was in essence a rejection of this photoshopped Jesus. One, if you're following what I'm saying. One, if you're understanding what I am talking about today. I need you to catch this, guys. What Satan accomplished through the photoshopped Jesus was on one hand, the very people that profess Christ that we're supposed to be beholding him in beholding a false Jesus, a photoshopped version of Jesus, their characters were changed, not into holiness, but corruption. On the other hand, by others uh, beholding this photoshopped version of Jesus, they just said, look, the Bible and Jesus is all a bunch of fakery. We don't want it. We rebel against it. Satan killed two birds with one stone. With one photoshopped image of Jesus, Satan was able to turn multitudes away from Christ. But remember this, beloved. This entire attack was against the woman. He was trying to lead the woman either to behold a corrupt Jesus and thus be corrupted in character, thinking they're following Jesus, or to become so repelled by this corrupt Jesus that she would give up Jesus altogether. But the Bible tells us that the woman was safe in the wilderness. Why? Because she was nourished by... Oh, wait, wait, let me just read it. Revelation 12, 14. 
And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness, into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. The woman was nourished. What was she nourished with? She's nourished in the wilderness with the same thing that the children of Israel were nourished in the wilderness with. That is the manna, the bread of life, the word of God. Jesus says in John 6, verse 32, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Beloved, the woman was safe in the wilderness from this two-pronged attack from the devil because she neither accepted the photoshopped image of Jesus and thus became like that photoshopped image of Jesus. Neither did she reject Jesus on account of this photoshopped image of Jesus. She fed on the word of God. And that word of God, beloved, is what reveals Jesus. Listen to what the Bible says. John 6, verse 34. They said unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger. He that believeth on me shall never thirst. Listen, the bread of life is the word of God. And in John 5, 39, Jesus says, search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life. And these are they which testify of me. The woman was kept safe in the wilderness because she kept her focus on the word of God. And in keeping her focus on the word of God, she did not turn to the right or to the left. She did not see a fake Jesus and turn into that character of, of a fake Jesus. Neither did she behold this fake Jesus and reject the true Jesus on account of this fake Jesus. No, she kept her eyes on the Jesus of the Bible. And so Satan was not able to destroy the image of God. That is Jesus Christ when he came to this world. He was not able to destroy the woman. So what is that it? End of story? That is not the end of the story. I need you to notice what happens next. In the very next verse in Revelation 12, after it tells us that the woman escaped and the dragon could not defeat her, the Bible says in verse 17, that the dragon was wroth with the woman. Why is he angry with her? Because she kept her eyes on Jesus. So now he's angry with the woman and he goes to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. He couldn't destroy the image. So he photoshopped it and went after the woman in the wilderness. He failed there. His last attack is on the remnant. And guess what he is going to try to do to destroy the remnant? You got it, guys. The very same thing. He's going to attempt to present a photoshopped image of Jesus to the remnant in order to destroy their characters. A character of peace and love and grace and mercy and forgiveness, that kind of a character. I'm just gonna pause. I need to see that you guys are following me. So again, just give me a one. Pastor, we are following what you're saying. We are on track. Some of you might even be able to finish this sermon for me. I need you to see this, beloved. Watch, watch, follow carefully. So remember, it was through the first beast in Revelation 13 that he photoshopped Jesus during the dark ages in order to deceive this woman. He failed with the woman. He succeeded with those who were not in the word of God. He succeeded to either drive them totally away from Jesus or to have them to behold a false Jesus. 
Well, Revelation chapter 13 introduces us to a second beast. This second beast parallels the remnant of her seed. The first beast goes after the woman. The second beast comes up after the first beast. And this is the primary power that the dragon will use to attack the remnant of her seed. One, if you catch what I'm saying. Let's read it. Revelation 13 verse one. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And he had two horns like a lamb and he spake like a dragon. I want you to notice this, beloved. Very clearly here, you have a power that really, really looks like a lamb, but it speaks like a dragon. And the Bible says he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. In other words, this second beast is going to attempt the same thing that the first beast did. We already know what that is. This second beast was going to present a photoshopped Jesus. They were going to take it further. So let's break down this photoshopped Jesus. So, come on, guys. Y'all remember this Jesus? One, if y'all remember, the, if y'all aware of this Jesus, because I want you to know that this Jesus is not Jesus, Jesus. This is a photoshopped Jesus. Be certain of that. This was the Jesus that backed the slaughtering of the Indians. And if Jesus backed the slaughtering of the Indians, then that must have been a good thing. Yea, a necessary thing for this country. So that was a slaughtering Jesus, right? But then as time went on, there, there was a new Jesus. Uh, uh, the, the Jesus Photoshop changed, and now we had the slavery-loving Jesus. Come on, y'all remember that Jesus? The Jesus whom pointed to various texts in the Bible to condone why slavery was biblical, why the black man was cursed, right? Why it was only doing your duty to have slaves because this is how you were introducing them to the gospel. You were saving the souls of the heathen. So this was the slavery loving Jesus. And watch this, guys, by beholding this character of the slavery-loving Jesus, there were Christians, their characters were becoming corrupt because of the Jesus that they were beholding. J just give me a one if you're following what I'm saying. I'm just talking history here. I'm just talking history. This is the Photoshop Jesus. And so it went from uh, the slavery-loving Jesus to after slavery was abolished, then you had the KKK Jesus. Remember the KKK Jesus? I can't even say remember that. Are you familiar with the KKK Jesus? Yeah, the KKK Jesus, this was Jesus's fight, man. We got to fight for what is right. Jesus saves I need you to understand, beloved, because we're looking at history right now, right? We're not talking about our day. We're just watching. We're watching how the devil used this photoshopped image of Jesus to corrupt Christianity. So after the KKK Jesus, then we had the segregation Jesus. So I want you to notice, beloved, the Jesus that our nation has been beholding by and large for centuries. Jesus says, this is the segregation Jesus, the Jesus that would not have his pure children 
mixed with mongrels, right? That Jesus, that was a thing. I know. I, listen, please, man, I, I pray that y'all don't get mad at me. Why? Because I'm trying to show you how the devil is working. That's what I'm trying to do, guys. I'm trying to open the church's eyes to see how the devil has been presenting a photoshopped picture of Jesus to deceive and to lead astray and to corrupt the world. So we had the segregation Jesus and then it moved to Jesus the Patriot. You know, now Jesus was an American. <laughs> You're, you, you know that Jesus, right? Yes, man. What you mean, Jesus is Hebrew? Jesus is American. Didn't you know that? Just go look in the Bible. <laughs> so now we had Patriot Jesus. Right. And, and so what that did is it allowed people to. Yes, America, we are the best man. Why? Because Jesus is an American. Don't you know? Yeah. And, and then watch this. And then we got gun loving Jesus. Man, don't you know Jesus loves guns? Listen, guys, I, I need you to understand this. Right. If you're feeling hot right now, like if you're mad at me right now. Please, man, check your spirit, right? Check your spirit because God is trying to speak to you, right? Don't be like the Hebrews or the Jews in the days of the prophets who when the prophets would speak, there was a reason they got mad at the prophets, right? I am not a prophet. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm just trying to tell you, don't do like they did in those days. Don't do, don't make the same mistake they did. Right. Don't close your ears to I'm showing you Bible here and I'm showing you history. This is how the devil has been manipulating Jesus, photoshopping him. And he's doing this for a reason, beloved, because he wants people to think they are walking in righteousness when they are not. So then we got gun-loving Jesus, and then we got party-affiliated Jesus. Now we got a Jesus who, you know, everybody knows what party Jesus is, right? Everybody knows who Jesus voted for. <laughs> everybody knows who the angels in heaven voted for. Everybody knows what party Jesus belongs to, right? Because now we got party-affiliated Jesus. We got Jesus who hates his enemies and hates uh, the irreligious and hates the non-believers. That's the Jesus that has been photoshopped for us today. We have the Jesus who looks down upon helping people up and them not working for themselves. That's the Jesus we now have. I mean, we even now know that apparently Jesus is pro-small government. Ooh. Jesus is anti-mask. Jesus is now pro-violence. Let me break something to you. Jesus is not a Democrat or a Republican. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> Breaking news. I wish I had a breaking news flash across the screen right now. Breaking news, guys. We need to stop taking Jesus and creating him in our own image and using him to excuse our carnal minds and our carnal desires. Because that you are worshiping a Photoshop Jesus. You are worshiping a false image. And Exodus chapter 20 tells us, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. You are worshiping a graven 
image of Jesus. And in so doing, your character is becoming corrupted. Come on, guys. Listen, be mad at me all you want. I'm preaching the truth. And I will continue to preach the truth. We have a prophetic message, beloved. And many of us have made Jesus into our own likeness and into our own image. And we are simply using Jesus as an excuse for our carnal, wicked, corrupt minds. Stop using Jesus. His kingdom is not of this world. Don't tell me to stop. Don't tell me to be quiet. Don't tell me to shut up. God's people have been commissioned to preach and to preach truth. Whether you like it or not, whether you are offended by it or not, I love you. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> you know I love you. You may be mad at me right now. You know I love you. You know I, you know I will do anything. You know. You know. But you need to put down this Photoshop Jesus. Because in worshiping a Photoshop Jesus, you are destroying your character. You see, this whole attack, beloved, this whole attack is against the remnant. And I want you to see what Satan is doing. As a result of this Photoshop Jesus, you know what you have right now? You have people saying Jesus goes for anything. Yeah, Jesus, oh yeah, he's got no problem with abortion. You know that? Yeah, he's got no. Why are people thinking Jesus? On one hand, Jesus goes for anything. Yeah, that's not in the Bible. It's because when they see that we can make Jesus say anything or represent anything, then everybody can make Jesus say anything and be what they want Jesus to be. So now Jesus doesn't care about your lifestyle. He doesn't care about you, the way that you live your life, about your sexual preferences. He doesn't care about any of that because I just made Jesus in my image. Why? Because you make him in your image. And then for others, it's like, oh, this Jesus thing is just a joke. Are you serious? The Jesus of slavery? The patriot? Are you serious? And beloved, in all of this, God's people, shame on us. No, no, no. Not shame on me. Shame on us, guys. Shame on us for buying into this photoshopped Jesus. We should know better. Remember what, what the Bible says. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass of glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Beloved, if you're beholding a counterfeit Jesus, Satan is setting you up for something. Watch this. In Matthew 27, verse 20, you remember the story where Jesus is brought before the crowd? And they bring another man named Bar Abbas, which means son of the father. So here you have son of the father, Jesus, and son of the father, Barabbas. You have two identical names, if you will. And the people are asked to choose. And who do the people of God choose? They chose a son of the father that was according to their own corrupt hearts. And you don't think it could happen to us? You don't think Satan is working that very thing right now? 
Listen to what the spirit of prophecy says. The world was stirred by the enmity of Satan. And when asked to choose between the son of God and the criminal Barabbas, they chose a robber rather than Jesus. They could not tell the difference between the character of Jesus and this character of the son of the father. And beloved, many of us are going there right now because many of us today are beginning to espouse things and excuse things that is just shocking. And we're doing this in the name of this photoshopped Jesus. The ignorant multitudes were led by the deceptive reasonings of those in high position to reject the son of God and choose a robber and murderer in his stead. Let us all remember that we are still in a world where Jesus, the son of God, was rejected and crucified, where the guilt of despising Christ and preferring a robber rather than the spotless lamb of God still rests. Unless we individually repent toward God because of transgression of his law and exercise faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ, whom the world has rejected, we shall lie under the full condemnation that the action of, of choosing Barabbas instead of Christ merited. The whole world stands charged today with the deliberate rejection and murder of the Son of God. The world bears record that Jews and Gentiles, kings, governors, ministers, priests, and people all classes and sects who reveal the same spirit of envy, hatred, prejudice, and unbelief manifested by those who put to death the Son of God would act the same part were the opportunity granted as did the Jews and the people of the time of Christ. They would be partakers of the same spirit that demanded the death of the Son of God. No, beloved. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Listen, I'm not staying silent. The only way you're going to silence me is by unfriending me and not listening to me. That's it. Because I'm not going to stay silent. So y'all saw Sabbath school today? You remember when, when my wife and I were talking and she looked at me, she's like, I know what you're thinking right now. She was like, my husband, if he sees someone being troubled, he's going to defend them no matter who they are, right? You, I can tell you story upon story upon story from a little child until now. And guess what? I have that same spirit towards God's church. So if I see the devil trying to deceive my brothers and sisters, I'm not being silent. So you might take this personally. It's, this is not against you guys. This is against the devil. I have a beef with the devil and you may not get that. You might ignorantly be thinking, oh, why is he talking up? That's okay. You can hate me. You can hate me now if you want to, but I'm just telling you, I will not stand by while I see the devil deceiving God's people. I'm not being silent. So if you want someone else to give you an itchy air sermon, something that's going to make you feel cozy and blah, 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 listen, go someplace else. I get it. I understand. Just go someplace else. I don't want you to go someplace else, but I'm just telling you, if that's how you need to ease your conscience, then, then do that. But I will not remain silent. No, not happening. Second Corinthians 11 verse 14, the Bible says no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. You need to understand this, beloved, because the day is coming that Satan is coming to this earth as Jesus. And when he comes to this earth, as Jesus, those who have been following a Photoshop Jesus will be attracted to him. Let me put it this way. Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. For the spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Beloved, listen to me. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God because we have like spirits. Like attracts to like. So if you are connecting, if you are vibing with this false photoshopped image of Jesus, you are being set up to receive a counterfeit Christ when he stands on this earth. That's why I'm trying to warn you of this photoshopped Jesus, beloved. 
It's not real. It's not really him. Jesus isn't really like that, beloved. Please don't miss what I'm saying. Is pastor saying that we should have big government? No, I don't care about that. All I'm trying to say is don't make Jesus into a small government versus big government Jesus. That's not what Jesus came. Jesus came to settle the government of heaven in our hearts. Stop taking him and using him as a prop for your earthly desires. You like small government? Praise God. You like big government? Whatever. Don't use Jesus as your prop. Years ago, there was a very popular sermon preached, I want my church back. How about this? We want Jesus back. Stop hijacking him and using him for carnal purposes. Just give us Jesus. And there's a reason, beloved, why God's church above all should not be falling for this. See, look, we're not even studying our Bibles. You think, well, I know his feet don't touch the ground. So when he comes, I know it's a counterfeit. Look, 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 watch this. Zechariah 14. We're not even studying our Bibles. You, you think, you think when Satan comes and, and he begins quoting scripture to you, I am Jesus and this is why. How are you going to answer Zechariah 14? Watch this. Zechariah 14, 1. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. Then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west. And there shall be a, a very great valley and half the mountain shall remove toward the north and half of it toward the south. Now we all understand, right? This is supposedly talking about the millennium, the, the end time battle at the end of the millennium. But watch this. It goes on to say, it shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all the nations which come against Jerusalem shall even go up from year to year to worship the king and to keep the feats of tabernacles. And it shall be that whosoever will not come up of all the families of the earth unto Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, even upon them shall be no rain. And if the family of Egypt go not up and come not up, that have no rain, there shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite the heathen that come up not to keep the Feast of Tabernacles. Let me ask you a question. This text is telling us that there will be people after this battle that will come up to Jerusalem to worship, and if they don't come up, they're going to be in trouble. They're not going to have rain. Huh? That appears to be saying just what our Christian brothers and sisters say, that the millennium is going to be here on earth and that there will be a people alive on the earth, both good and evil. How do you answer that question? You're busy following Patriot Jesus, but you're not in your word. You don't know how to answer this. So when Satan himself appears and uses the Bible, it is written. What you mean my feet aren't going to touch the ground? What are you talking about? You misread the scriptures. Look, it is written, Zechariah 14. How do you answer that? Oh, I don't know. Why? Because we're not studying. But we're busy studying other sources. We're busy studying other news instead of the good news. Guys, I'm going to wrap it up with this. The reason that God, that Satan hates the revelation of Jesus Christ, Revelation chapter 1, 1, it begins with the words, the revelation of Jesus Christ. The reason why Satan hates the revelation of Jesus Christ is because that is what God has given to his people to give to the world. And the reason why the world needs now more than ever the revelation, the revealing of who Jesus really is, is because there are photoshopped versions of Jesus that the world is either following or rejecting. God said, I call my people to take the light of the true gospel.
into the world. Listen, man, I'm a patriot. <laughs> I just saw that comment there. Praise God. I'm a patriot. I'm a patriot of the kingdom of heaven. How about you? Are you a patriot of the kingdom of heaven? Because if you're a patriot of the kingdom of heaven, you know, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Our major focus should be on the kingdom of God. Our major focus should be on taking the true picture of Christ into the world. And that's why we've been given the three angels messages. Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. This is the everlasting gospel. We are to take to the world a picture, the true picture of Jesus. A Jesus that is loving, that is kind, that is merciful, that prays for his enemies and does not hate his enemies or look down upon his enemies. A Jesus that reaches out to the oppressed, a Jesus that seeks to take those who may be confused in their understanding of who he is and win them to the truth. A Jesus that loves the right and loves the left. A Jesus that understands that both the right and the left are confused and are not seeing the true Jesus. And so God calls his remnant people to say, keep your eyes on me, because by so doing, your character will be transformed. And that will be the light that lightens the earth with its glory. Come on, y'all. Stop looking at the darkness. Stop looking at counterfeit pictures of Jesus and thinking you're holy because, oh, stop it. Stop mimicking arguments from people who are looking at a photoshopped Jesus man. Isaiah 61, arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness of people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see. All they gather themselves together, they shall come to thee. Thy son shall come from afar, thy daughters shall shall be nursed at thy side. Then thou shalt see and flow together and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Beloved, this is what God wants for his people. Let's take this glory into the whole world, but we cannot do that if we're beholding counterfeit Jesuses. We cannot do that if we're beholding photoshopped Christ's. My closing text. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Here is a problem, beloved. Many of us don't even know God. If we knew God, we wouldn't be echoing some of the sentiments that some of us are echoing. If we knew God, we wouldn't be repeating some of the things that some of us are repeating. But we don't know God. We know a photoshopped God. Yeah, you might understand prophecy here and there, but, but listen, let me tell you. When Jesus comes again and he says, depart from me, I never knew you. It is for that precise reason. The God you were beholding was not the God of heaven. It was the God of America. It was the God of the guns. It was the God of slavery. It was the God of the KKK. It was the God of this government or that government, but it wasn't the God of heaven. You can put the name God on your God, but that doesn't make him God. 
And if we would spend more time in the scriptures where the mind of Christ is revealed, we would know, yeah, Jesus wouldn't do that. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't say that. How do I know? Oh, just look at the story of the Good Samaritan. Oh, just look at the story of the wheat and tares. Oh, just look at this, the parable of the goat and the sheep. Yeah, Jesus wouldn't do that. How do I know? Because I know him. Why? Because I'm in his word and I behold him best. I behold his mind because his word is an extension of who he is. But because we're not in the word, because we're not feeding on the word, because we're feeding on other sources of bread, we are mingling the views of the world with our views of who Jesus is, and we're coming up with a Photoshop Jesus. Beloved, I plead with you, destroy the image of the Photoshopped Jesus. You have two options right now. You can either behold the Lamb of God or behold the Lamb of Revelation chapter 13. And it terrifies me to think how many of us are beholding the Lamb of Revelation 13, believing that we are beholding the Lamb of God. Beloved, it's time for us to take our eyes off of the world and put it on Jesus. It's time for us to focus on Christ. It's time for us to focus on our mission of winning the world, no matter who they are. It's that time. The beast is still the beast today. The beast is still the, for some of you, the beast just became the beast four days ago, five days ago. Now America is the beast, really. See, I don't know what you're beholding, but let me tell you something. The beast is still the beast today. It was the beast last week. It was the beast last year. It was the beast last century. It was the beast two centuries ago. It's been the beast in Bible prophecy. It did not just become the beast. It has always been the beast. And God has called his people to speak. Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop focusing on the things of this world and focus on Jesus and his character. I love you. Repent. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Come on, y'all. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Please. Why? Because when you do that, the things of this world will grow what? Strangely dim. They're not dim for many of us right now. They are. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. If his mind is in you, you will do his work and you will do his will. That's my appeal for you. If that's your desire, say that's me, Lord. Listen, if you need to repent, let me see that one. Lord, that is me. That is me. I am so caught up right now in the political turmoil of this world that I'm not seeing straight. Lord, pull me out of this. Please help me to return my gaze, my focus to you before I find myself excusing things I never would have thought I would excuse five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Come on, guys. Time to repent time to repent. Time for God's church to be about our father's business. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's wrap this thing up. Heavenly Father, forgive us for the worship of a graven image, of a photoshopped image of Jesus. We have made him in our own likeness. Forgive us. May we turn our eyes from a Photoshop Jesus onto the true image of Christ revealed in the word of God for every eye to see and transform us, Lord, that we may reflect his 
character of mercy, of grace, of love, of patience, of peace, of truth, of purity. Forgive us, Lord, and fill us with your presence that we may be about our Father's business to take the light of the glory of the gospel into all the world and reveal Jesus to those that are in darkness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. This message was recorded and produced by Power of the Lamb Ministries. Our mission is to help prepare God's people for the soon coming of Jesus Christ by pointing to the supernatural power of the Lamb of God that gives us the experience of victorious Christian living. For more information on our multimedia resources or inquiries on speaking engagements, please log on to our website at www.powerofthelamb.com. That's www.powerofthelamb.com. Thank you and God bless.